Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your Star Wars weekly podcast. My name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 205. 205, Jesus. Uh, I hope you uh, listened to last week's episode, 204. We dived into a little bit of the old movie news mainly. We spoke about the Mando and Grogu movie, some of the stuff around what's happening with various cancelled films and films and whatnot. So if you haven't listened to that, dive into that. Some good stuff there. And if you haven't listened because you don't follow or subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. Or just head over to Spark of Rebellion, of Rebellion forward slash listen. You can find us there on all the apps, etc. Coming up in today's show, we've got a bunch of, I say it's a mixed bag of stuff, really. We've got a little bit of an update on cancelling out rumours, uh, what's going on with some of the TV, Disney Plus stuff, uh, with Andor, uh, a couple of shout outs to people who have got birthdays and awards coming up, potential awards, and then we've got some merchy comic book, uh, clothing, fashion stuff to go through, which brings me on nicely to introducing my co-host, which I'm pretty sure he's going to be rocking some of the apparel that we've got coming up to talk about. It is, of course, Mark. How you doing, dude? I'm good, thanks, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, dude. Yeah, my voice is literally just about getting back to... I've had a monster of a coldy flu, yeah. chest infection, pneumonia thing over, over Christmas, dude. Yeah, so I'm just coming out the other side. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, thanks. Yeah. Good man. Good, good, good. Done out Star Wars this week. Out Star Wars. I haven't. I've had a quiet um I've had a quiet week on the old Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I haven't watched yeah, because I'm I'm in between I'm doing that thing that I do with with Star Wars reading where I read a, a few Star Wars books on the bounce, but then I take a break and read. Because, you know, we don't like to admit it, but there are other franchises out there, other authors. Boring. Other, other, yeah, boring. So I'm just reading a couple of other bits at the minute. But um, yeah, I'm thinking of ordering those. Just the books that you're reading at the moment, or I think you might have read the Bane Trilogy stuff. I think they've they recently re-released them as like these newer editions or something. Yeah, so I might, they did. Yeah, so I might order those and get stuck into those maybe next month. But currently, no Star Warsy stuff. What about you? Nice, man. Um finish well just start the, the last one of those uh finish the second one earlier this week um which is weird it's like i said it was sort of put out in six months and you can really tell but then it's weird because the story is actually really good and it's got one of the best in in literature um fight scenes that i've probably ever read like it's outstanding um but it is so, it's, it's weird because the concept's excellent, but like the early part of the book, the execution's a bit like, oh, that could have done with sort of a bit of a rewrite. Like what you're saying is brilliant. It's just the way you're saying it is a little bit like, a mm, little bit, little bit off. Um, is this the other author that came in? To no, no, it's the, the same guy, Drew, but he, I think he just got the go ahead because I don't know how it worked. I don't, we should probably try and get Drew on, but um, I don't know why it only took six months and why it was pushed through. I don't know because the, the the third one wasn't, and you can e- you can oh. immediately tell in the writing mm. style in the, and it's not to knock the quality of the second story because it's brilliant. And like I said, the the writing in that one of the battles in there is absolutely unbelievable. Um, but it yeah, I don't know. It's an odd one, but they are good books. I'm really enjoying them, and the um, 
he's got a real pedigree, this guy. Like, he wrote all the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. Like, he's got a real, you know, he knows, he knows what's going on. Um, so, yeah, very interesting character, dude. Yeah, really, really good, really good. But just, just weird writing in that, the beginning of the second one. It's like... Loads of onions, but, yeah, weird writing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, just remind me, dude, I think I'm correct in saying this, but Darth Bane... Was that the Sith Lord that sort of championed the rule of two? Because yeah. He, that's him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, so the first book is like his rise from a acolyte, from being someone that's under, well, that's not, not being discovered. And the first book, the setting of that is that you've got masses of Jedi, masses of Sith. You know, it's just a war, just the Sith mm. war, like a thousand years before the prequels. And the second one... um is about him sort of living and breathing the rule of two. And then the third one is, I'm not into it yet, but by the sounds of it and the feel of it, it's sort of the tail end of him. Mm -hmm. um, so very, very interesting, man. Yeah, it's got, what's interesting about him as well is they lay, because of obviously when they were written, 2007, so after Revenge of the Sith, um, they seed a lot of the ideas, the political like machinations of Sidious and stuff. So it's quite, they are quite interesting. It's like, okay, this... What I do today, I might not see the fruition from. It might take a thousand years mm -hmm. um, and will just melt away. And then it's, so, it's, so, it's like interesting because you can see they've lynched off a few lines from like the Phantom Menace where it's like, you know, this is when in a Sith in a thousand years. And mm -hmm. it literally covers the last time they saw the Sith. Oh, gotcha. Um, right. And it's mm. really good. Like, this is why the second book is so interesting because the way that they see the last Sith is like, it's brilliant. Like the Sith are just being the Sith and it's just, you know, like cunning and sly and stealthy. And, you know, I don't want to mm. give it away, but um, mm -hmm. it sort of, it sets up the fall of the Jedi quite nicely, which is really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, really mm. recommend them, man. I, th I really enjoyed them. I think they've been really good reads. Yeah, it randomly popped up on something I was browsing through. Mm. You know, sometimes you get those on Instagram, you get those Amazon ads where it's nothing specific. It's just like a carousel of just loads of stuff mm. they popped up on there they had all three books on there i was like oh mark's reading them at the minute i'm gonna order them dude they sound wicked I'm they gonna... are good books yeah have you got them got them or kindle got them kindle yeah i ain't got enough room anymore i've got no i want to buy all i could buy all the legends books but i just got, I have nowhere to put them right right that is a uh occupational hazard of mm. being a star wars fan it is a bit of a problem. There's just Room. literally nowhere to put stuff. So mm -hmm. Anyway. Sounds good, dude. Like it. Uh, let's crack on with our first story, shall we? So we haven't heard much about Andor, you know, since the first season dropped. We've had little tiny bits of... Because remember when Andor was first in that build-up phase when they were making it and we had loads of even official, like, um, behind-the-scenes almost, where we had the guys that were filming somewhere in Scotland... And then they were down at the coast and they found these cool locations and whatnot. There was a really big build up to it. But for season two, we'd not really seen anything at all. Nothing from, from Lucasfilm and nothing from, from, from anybody, really. And then when you got to the end of last year and you got that plan for this year, where it was really just um, the Bad Batch season three skeleton crew and the acolyte and that was it it was like come on are they making andor or not so uh, it's down to old diego luna 
to spill some of the beans. And it's a lot farther ahead than what we actually thought. So everyone's questioning, like, are they even making Andor season two? We knew they they kind of were, but we didn't really know what was going on. So he was at the Emmy Awards uh, and he was being interviewed by, by somebody at Variety. And basically, you know, as we've said many times, if you're in Star Wars, you always get asked about Star Wars. And that came up in the interview. And he basically said that there's only a week left to shoot. So he was going back to London. So this was on the, this was just a couple of days ago, um, January 16th. He's being interviewed and he said, look, I've got a week left. I'm flying back to London like today. And uh, I've got seven days left. And then Andor season two is done as far as he's concerned anyway, sort of principal photography and all that lot. And then he goes on to say that the good thing about Andor, uh, when they asked him about just these few days left, he's like, we know that it has an ending, of course. So it's nice to know that there's an ending and you can aim for something, which is very, it sounds very basic and obvious, but that's actually a very good point. You know, with all the Star Wars projects that we have in the works, especially Ahsoka and things like that, there are so many ways that you can branch off towards the end and either leave things open for characters to come back or storylines to connect to to something else. Whereas Andor, which is, you know, in the same ilk as something like Rogue One, you're, you know the end game already sort of thing. So this is good news, dude. Um, and it's a lot further ahead than what we thought. So by now he's only got a few days left and then one would assume post-production, all that stuff. So seeing as we're only in the second and third week of January, do you think there's a possibility that we might see Andor season two this year, even though it hasn't been put on the on the plan? Mm, I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I think because of the writer's strike and everything, obviously we know it got pushed on um, because of that, that affected really everything. Um, the, the only potential reason I think that we might see it this year is I know we've got Acolyte and we've got Skeleton Crew this year. I don't know. I feel like we'll probably not see it. The only, the only caveat I'll add to that is just because Mando season four has moved to what appears to be the movie and it just feels like they might do something more familiar this year, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if they could get it done in time. It's a lot of work, isn't it, doing all the post work on something like that. So I, I don't know, mate. I, I doubt it. No, I think it'll be next year. You reckon it's a 25 job? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, if this if this had taken place in maybe, I don't know, May, June, this interview, then mm. I would have absolutely said 100% yeah, next year. But I don't know, man. It's like we're in, I don't know, how long's post-production on stuff like this? It's like four months? Don't know. Four or five months, usually. Something like that. I suppose you could get it out towards the back end of the year. I don't know when when did Andor Season 1 come out? What time of year? Let's have a look. Yeah, why are you doing that? I think... Um, it was November. Know, exactly, yeah. I was going to say, it was it was definitely towards the end of the year. September, and then ran through to the end of November, yeah. Because mm. if you think about the, the, the two other things that are definitely confirmed for this year, Skeleton Crew and The Acolyte, they're kind of remember when we had this with Mando season one, that was very much uh, we we have to see how this fares. You know, I can't remember how we how we worded it, but we said something similar when Mando one was was in in the build up to that. It was like this is very new territory, like brand new characters, brand new, all that stuff. So they need something else on the on the plan if the case that doesn't quite hit you know stick the landing. So. You never know with Skeleton Crew and the act. They're brand new stuff. So you would have thought that as a bit of a backup, something to have in the back pocket if those two don't really land. Here you go. 
Champions and all season two. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's a tough one though with the marketing, isn't it? Sorry to jump in, but like they need enough time to market the damn thing as well. Yeah, yeah, true. I just don't know how they're how they're gonna fill the gaps, you know? Because you either put skeleton crew or acolyte out, sort of the Q one, Q two, Q two probably, and then you save one for the re- the, the, back, the latter end of the year, and you sprinkle some stuff in between, like um. Uh, Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch hmm. but that that's not really a I don't know I'm just thinking of like hungry Star Wars fans do you know what I mean it'll get to the end of this year and it'll be like we haven't really seen much <laughs> yeah you know but I don't know yeah I d- yeah and it's funny because the skeleton crew and the acolyte stuff is like unproven stuff as well hmm Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what we had with Mando. Um, fortunately, yeah, as you said, yeah, Mando yeah. was it, it was successful, wasn't it? And, and was that no was like out of the gates, though. That was like, yeah, although we didn't know anything about Mando, it had a Mandalorian mask on. So it's like the worst case is like that's Boba Fett. Even if it's not, yeah. you're going to tune in because it's Boba Fett. And it, you know, but there's there's nothing like the acolyte skeleton crew. You know, I would imagine acolyte. There'll be a lot of marketing around lightsabers. So that's like, okay, that's a lightsaber. I know what's going on. But not sure about skeleton crew. Um, so yeah, the marketability of things is always quite interesting as well. How, how they can how they can um, um, make sure enough people tune in for it to get the good because you want that good feedback early on, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we'll see. I'd like to see it this year. Just get it done, and then next year. I don't know. What we've got next year if we've got a film or what. But I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to just get it done and it's done then. That's true. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is anything to go tits up mm. with Lucasfilm, because that has happened before. Remember the whole Obi Wan thing, where everyone was psyched up for when that was dropping, and then you had the whole ah, script's not working, so we're gonna have to push this back to yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. So I know the script's done and they're almost finished with it, but you never know. No, stuff no. could go awry, you know. But yeah. that's good news, though. It's a positive thing that it's almost done and wrapped up, and it's just post now. So yeah, all good. Yeah. Uh, talking of stuff that's uh, that's potentially coming next year, I don't know if this was rumoured to be, but the old Ray, you know, the Ray film, this thing that's going to be a massive topic. This conversation has just been uh, from one extreme to the next with this project, it seems, because we had the, I don't know if you've seen in some of the social stuff, dude, but the director for Ray's film, this new Jedi Order thing, she's been a little bit uh, stirring the pot so to speak, a little bit controversial with some of her comments around um, sort of feminism and, uh, you know, all this stuff. So that's that's kind of kicked things around. But the, the, the focus of this story is that because we had this rejig of the Mando stuff recently in the last couple of weeks where Lucasfilm has said, look, Dave, forget season four, mate. You know, we need to refocus a wee bit let's just do the film all right just go and do the film everything's going to be good let's get that into production now and then we can just jig stuff around and because of that the rumor mill went nuts so everyone was saying well if the the mando and grogu film is now the thing that's you know spinning the cogs where does that leave the ray movie so everyone was like oh that's been delayed now or that's been delayed indefinitely whatever so lucasfilm have jumped on this and said look 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 everyone chill all right we got this. We know that there's the, the Mando Grogu film coming. That's all good. But don't worry about this film. So they've gone out to say that uh, the script is being revised now by Lucasfilm. So this is the writer, basically, Germain Lucier, who's the, the writer on the film. 
um, has basically said, look, that's all done. The script's being looked at by Lucasfilm. It's in the latest draft version. And now the rest of the film is in early development. So there's no problem. So just everyone calm down. And then he went on to make like a little uh, tweet about, you know, filmmaking 101. He says, you know, he goes through, you know, how they approach that early stuff and rejections and, and the process and whatnot. So dude, the Ray movie, this new Jedi order, uh, is all good. Now, um, just remind me, was this meant to be, was this queued up for next year or was this always going to be a 2027 ish thing? I can't I'm remember. not sure actually. Um, I'm actually yeah, not sure. Uh, let's have a quick look. Cause it was rum- rumored it was delayed. Then something to come out. Um, something to come out just saying that Sean Levy f- of, of Deadpool fame, He's on about doing a Star Wars movie, which obviously everyone's on about bloody doing one now. <laughs> apparently his is going to feature Ray as well, so but a different movie. And then apparently if the director of the Ray movie pulls out ever, then Sean Levy might get it and they'll do two. So there's that, like, it's a little bit up in the air. There was rumours it was delayed, as you've mentioned. And it, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know, actually. I'm just going to have a quick look. Um, I'm, it, I'm sure it was kicking about as... 2020 i'm sure i saw 2027 somewhere i thought we had some in 25 and 26 but yeah i don't know which one it was but regardless obviously we yeah. know it's we know it's coming um yeah it's a funny one in it with this ray movie and the whole like controversy around it like number one most star wars guys are uh, the online guys on <laughs> twitter and the facebook guys are wankers like you see it in the Facebook groups, they are fucking pricks. And the the problem that you've then got is that like the directors wanting to, you know, wanting to stir the pot a little bit, nothing wrong with that. But then coming out and saying, oh, it's going to make men generally, un- or it's in- I don't, to paraphrase, it was something along the lines of it's intended to make men uncomfortable, which is sort of, there's two ways to take that. There's the first, which is like the tongue in cheek. Yep, yeah, oh, it's gonna make them uncomfortable because it's a it's the person that they bitch about, and she's the star, and it's gonna be all about strong women. That's great, and that's you know that's sort of a bit tongue in cheek, like sticking it to them because and calling out the bullshit. The other way is, which is the literal way that most of the trolls will probably take it, which is she's come out and said that to be antagonistic and just to, to, to almost to not to to go the other way with the equality side and to go and just say actually we're gonna the way that they'll read it is you know we're gonna quash men and they'll not like it because they'll have a little cry so it's it's what is i don't know man it's it's sort of freaky because like star wars has always been about strong women Hmm. like quite literally it was one of the tentpole things in bringing strong female characters to bear in Princess Leia. You know, she didn't need rescuing. You know, we know that. She took over the second she got out of the cell. Um, Padme did not need rescuing. You know, Star Wars does well with that. And then Rey, obviously. And then you get a lot of the people like, oh, she was a bit of a Mary Sue. She didn't have any powers. And like, oh, I remember that time Luke used the magical force that he just learned about to destroy a planet-sized Death Star weapon. Remember that? Remember that one? So it's... Isn't it just weird? Isn't it just weird how people forget? So I, 
I sort of see both sides of this one. I can see why people have a little whine because it could be taken as, you know, antagonistic. But I can also see someone coming out and just going, do you know what? It is time someone called out these fucking mum, you know, sat in the mum's basement trolls. Um, the trolls. Yeah. yeah. Just dickheads. She did say afterwards, I think she said something afterwards about that was taken out of context. She was talking about sort of filmmaking in general and nothing to do. It wasn't aimed at Star Wars fans and, and that stuff, but I don't think that makes a lot of difference to some of these people. They'll just immediately take it as, oh, she wants to, is it go time? Mm. Oh, okay. Let me get my keyboard out and let's have it. You know, so they'll be, like you said, in like Facebook groups and, and all that stuff. They'll be God, going they, nuts, And they're proper wankers about it. Like they can't <laughs> just say, if you like it, it's cool. And if you don't, it's not. It's, nah. it's, it is literally, <laughs> you are the worst person on the planet if you like the thing that I don't like. That's it. Oh, what are you talking about? Yep. Uh, get a job. So how can yeah? How can you argue with someone's opinion? Yeah. About whether they like something or not, it just doesn't compute. It's like being it? annoyed with someone. It's like, do you want a kebab? No, I don't like kebabs. Get out! You're an yeah. asshole. I hate <laughs> you. Your life is nothing. You mean nothing to me. Like, well, I was just going to get a pizza, but whatever. You know, that's cool. And it's just yeah. what in it? It's in it. It's just people. Some people knobheads. Knobheads. Yeah. I think some people try and write it off like, oh, I'm just passionate about, <laughs> I'm just passionate about Star Wars. and Yeah, but you're not, you you're know, passionate about your opinion of Star Wars. That's the thing in it that you, you got, you're, like, you're passionate about the thing that you believe. And if you don't, man, there's so many, I, we do this with a golf podcast. Um, we get it all the time. Like anytime you've got a raving fan base of people, they are generally made up of, of a proportion of absolute wank stains that completely, completely are devoid of the ability to understand opinions. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you see it in the Doctor Who community or whatever, but yeah, we I see it in the Golf Dude. one, I see it on the Star Wars. Yeah, Doctor Who's terrible these days for it. Absolutely terrible, especially since there was the old woman female casting of, that was it, that was the... And now is it, all, have we got like a black out. gay guy? Yeah, so... I bet again, there's some knobheads kicking off at that. You wouldn't believe it, mate. It's, yeah. Man. Yeah. Go and check out Mark's golf podcast, though, if you're a golf fan. Very good. Golf lovers, right? Yeah. The Fair Way. Yeah. Go and find it. Uh, a very quick one, dude. Got to say happy birthday to James L. Jones. Can you believe it? He's 93. Two days ago. Wow. The voice of... Uh, Mufasa. Yeah. First and foremost, Mufasa, yeah? Yeah. And then Vader. This is really weird. Over at Yoda's News, which is actually a really good site. I'm just the... imagining Yoda having like a like a <laughs> newspaper shop. <laughs> it's got a little cap on. £2.50. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed you have. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> I'm um, imagining it's... it like... He gets all these little younglings, like, first thing you got to do as a Padawan is like, hmm, first training, paper round, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what are you joking me? You've literally taken me away from my entire family. You've brought me right across the galaxy in my first bit of training. <laughs> it's like a shit Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, but you've got to learn discipline. And what better way than to live, deliver the Barnsley Chronicle to everyone? in Barnsley, Barnsley on your BMX bike. <laughs> Get out there. 
and then you can have a lightsaber. Go on. That seems fair. Just forego all of the youngling training. Just yeah, you can get those papers out, mate. Your here's your lightsaber. Get the free ads out. Need to yeah. sell me some gear. <laughs> anyway, Yoda's news in the Instagram post that they popped out. Kind of weird. They put a lovely photo of James L. Jones. Nice and smiley. Lovely fella. Oh, lovely guy. Semi. Yeah. Remember that? Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Semi. What a film. The guy's got his own money. <laughs> <laughs> the barbershop uh, yeah. in that movie is just yeah. hilarious, isn't it? Guess he's clay. Guess he's clay. <laughs> yeah. His mama called Clayton. I'm a called Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> And he just walks in and he's like, just chops the little ponytail off. Like, I'm eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy is underrated, man. I think he was hilarious back then. Back back in those days, man. Yeah. He was the that, man. Those early films when he played all those characters, just brilliant. Yeah, and all his stand-up stuff like Raw and all that gear. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Man. Classic times. Um, what was I saying? Yes, they put a lovely photo of James L. Jones, smiley. The other the other side, it's like a split uh, picture on the right-hand side. Instead of putting like a really cool pose of like, I don't know, David Prowse from A New Hope or something like that, they just put some random little, you know, 3.75-inch Vader figure, you know, has no, no correlation to James L. Jones himself. It's just a toy of vader so yeah nothing of him in the recording booth doing the lines nothing like that just a toy but anyway happy birthday james someone's someone's been set up there haven't they you reckon yeah. is it an intern thing yeah it's like do a picture make it make it really clear that he was darth vader <laughs> i've got an idea <laughs> why don't you put a picture of darth vader no no, 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 no. I've got an idea. I'm going to find a picture of a toy. Yeah. yeah. Get it signed off on a Friday night. No one cares. Get it out. Is it the uh, is it the new version as well that we've got affiliate links for on the site? Should probably do that. No, yeah. didn't bother with that one actually. No, just get just put it live. Put it live. That's how it works. That's how it works, mate. Yeah, I read you. Happy birthday, James. Uh, moving on to somebody else who hasn't got a birthday, but around the corner has potentially got reason to celebrate. Old Filoni is up for... Uh, he's got to be honoured at the 51st Saturn Awards. So the Saturn Awards, for those of you that listen in the UK, is like a US... Um, award ceremony that focuses usually on things like science fiction and horror and fantasy that sort of thing and uh it's uh he's been honored for his um achievements in filmmaking and animation and all that stuff and uh so yeah actually and that is actually a done deal he's being uh he's being honored he's not up for like a nomination against other people he's actually being uh given the old uh, does he get a statue still he must do he must get one of those cool little curvy things with the little planet on it and stuff which is really cool bloody saturn so, awards forgot there was still a yeah. thing i did mate yeah uh, i've actually done a bit of research into the old saturn awards because star wars has featured heavily over the years so the most nominations given to any individual was actually john williams 
He had oh. got 22 nominations since 1977 up until 2020. He don't mess cool. around, does he? Oh, that guy. What a machine. And then the most nominations and the most awards have gone to Star Wars. Oh, no way. The varied the various Star Wars films, and then the most awards for an entire franchise with 49 wins uh, is Star Wars as a franchise. So Star Wars normally cleans up, it looks like. They mm. normally uh, do the thing. But the uh, the dudes over at the Saturn Awards have said, Dave's work, Dave's, I love that. Not not Dave Filoni's work, Dave's like work. Like they know him. Yeah, has had a profound impact on the Star Wars franchise, breathing new life into beloved characters and expanding the universe in exciting and unexpected ways. He is a true visionary in the world of animation and storytelling, and we are truly honoured to bestow this very special award to him. But you know what, dude? It's a bit cheesy. The old Saturn Awards, it's a little bit niche, but fair play. I mean, I think I think Filoni's earned his... I think Dave has earned his stripes where it concerns, uh, you know, the amount of time he's put in in those early years with the Clone Wars and then... Uh, rebels and and now the live action stuff i would say he's a worthy a worthy receiver of the old uh the saturn awarded yeah it's nice to see it coming around isn't it when you start doing stuff like that especially when the first the you know the character of ahsoka was first introduced and it got a lot of backlash from the same you know basement dwellers it was um it's, it's nice to see it come full circle and him be now the custodian and be recognized by those same basement dwellers that still love him um basement dwelling <laughs> it's right though isn't it um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's no i yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in, in like it's just the passage of time isn't it you know the the the, the same reason that that james l jones and john williams are sadly passing 90 you know you've got anakin uh anakin's character hayden christensen um coming back you've got ahmed best you've got dave filoni they're all starting to i want to have a renaissance because i certainly don't think filoni's been anywhere but certainly in the case of like ahmed best and um and and Hayden Christensen, you know the. I don't know. It feels like a bit of a corner's been turned, and it's it's just feels like it's all Star Wars now, as opposed to you know mm-hmm. this is my Star Wars and this is your Star Wars. It just it does in a lot of ways feels like the new canon. You know we're eleven years into new canon now. Feels like that's just being accepted a little bit more, which is quite nice. Um, so I'm 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 glad to see that. I think it's just a nice... And little things like this always happen. You see it with, like, Hamill all the time. He's getting these little things. He's getting the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's doing this, he's doing that. These little things just add up, don't they? So it's nice to see, man. They do. Yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, an accumulative thing, doesn't it? So Mm. as the years roll on and all these dudes get their awards and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. So nice job, Dave. Go and get that award and then have a few beers. Or some non-alcoholic Guinness. Whatever... Whatever, you know. Get some lucky scent. Who's the dude that loves Guinness? Is it um, Aquaman? What's his name? Momoa. Momoa. He loves. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? I hope he's never in Star Wars. Mm. Who would he? Who would he? I don't know. He is rubbish. It'd have to be a very, very specific yeah. character, wouldn't it, to cast him for something like that? Yeah, it's a bit wooden, isn't it? Little bit. You're not a fan of him in the Aquaman films, him. Nah, Aquaman. Mm. I just thought was average. I've not seen mm. the second one yet. It's coming out on streaming like a week after it was released in cinemas. Like how like dodgy is. But nah, <laughs> not a big fan. Not a big fan. Not in the old Fast X, was it? Fast Ten. He was that actually. The one he was in. Actually, that's probably the best I've seen him because he was just like someone clearly just went just. Go be, 
freaking flamboyant and wild and just be, you know, promiscuous and just... And he did. He actually, he lapped that up. But then you're in a movie with Vin Diesel where they went into space in a car, you know, in the previous installment. So you've got, you know, there's a level, isn't there, with the Fast and mm-hmm. Furious films? Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. There's a level. But they're always entertaining. They're always a laugh, aren't they? And uh, he's in the company of Dwayne Johnson and The Rock for a lot of it. And when someone, when a range of actors make Jason Statham look like De Niro, we've, <laughs> we've got a level. You know, because The Rock's terrible as well, let's be honest. Lovely lad, I'm sure. <laughs> Lovely lad. Lovely lad. <laughs> but that lad cannot act. He comes across as he's a nice guy, doesn't he? Does, he does, doesn't he? And I, I bet he he's does. fantastic. But mm. he always makes me laugh because he's like, yeah, highest grossing. Like, is it? Like, biggest opening. Like, is it? And For a bit. Yeah, it's like, you, you will literally do any film. Mm-hmm. Got to get the monies. Mm. Not like Jason Statham, though, innit? He just hey. fights his way to Oi. the bank, doesn't he? Oi, hey. You what? Camera. I come round here, right? Point that gun in my face, right? I sort of respect right. Statham for that as well. He's one of those people, <laughs> like, never change. Like, why bother? Just be Jason Statham. Be a cockney hard man. That's fine. Don't pretend. Don't come <laughs> out here and say that I'm going to do anything else. Just do that because you're good at it and we like that and we respect it. Do more Expendables, if anything. Do more of those. And also just keep the accent under control. If you want to try and do a US accent, then maybe test that before. Yeah, maybe they, practice they before. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you got this accent? Lee, I'll do it on the night, all right? Just leave me alone. I'll, I'll do it fine. Oh, no. It'll be all right on the night, said Jason, Jason Statham. Yeah. All the producers like, oh, no. Not this again, Statham. Who's going to tell him? Well, I'm not going to tell him. Stallone's oh, like, hey, yo, you know, yo, <laughs> yo. What about the accent? And he's like, what fucking you know what, accent? Mate? This is my New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> you what? Do you want me to kick you in your little head? <laughs> hey. <laughs> isn't it a good job that Stallone's never attempted an accent of any sort oh, I love be... Stallone for not yeah sometimes he does try it on it and you're like oh that'd be hilarious mate trying to see him try well hear him do a, a, a UK accent that would be good be amazing hey. hello there hey. <laughs> we don't Fish do those noises chips. over here mate there's none of that there's none of that dude no. You should know. You and Apollo kicking it. Yeah. No. Don't come over here and yeah. And the thing is, if Rocky was like in England, it'd just be called like Robert. Robert. <laughs> hey, yo, oh, Rabo. Man. Hey, hello Robo. there. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, Michael. You know, you didn't support me back then. Yo. Like, and someone just, <laughs> shall we do this in Philadelphia instead? A good idea. <laughs> you know what, Robert? You fight good. Yeah. But I'm a great fighter. <laughs> what <laughs> task would you like me to undertake as a favour to you? I need to know. <laughs> I wonder if they did if they did make Rocky here. If they'd try and go down the the more I, I don't I don't want to insult any Rocky. I really don't. 
if they would go down the semi-cheesy route that they did with the US, with the obviously the films, or would they take it in like a lock stock kind of the gentleman? You know that kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, Richie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be good. Hmm. That would be good. In like you just cast old English actors as as yeah. as different people. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Robbie Coltrane as Paulie. Do you know what I mean? All that sort of shit. Oh man, <sighs> missed the trick there. Could have done a UK... UK remake. Robert. They'll never reboot Rocky, right? They'll never remake I them. really hope not. I no. don't see how you can, because you, you, there's almost no point. You could just make the same film with different character names and just tell a similar story. Every underdog story is Rocky, isn't it? And Rocky's mm. Karate Kid, and Karate Kid is, fucking, you know, everything. they're all the same. Yeah. And in the UK filmmaking industry, we rarely use lots and lots of music videos mm. and montage you know, montages and all that stuff so it wouldn't be the same would it really that's a tragedy always that is the tragedy let's get back to star wars shall we mm. at the end of january we've got the thrawn comic landing Oosh. issue number one we spoke about this uh, a few weeks before crimbo when Marvel and, and Lucasfilm announced it. They've given us an excerpt of issue one. I'll tell you what, dude, it actually looks pretty sweet. Because, um, so this is Thrawn Alliances, issue number one. And Zahn's on this as one of the writers. So that's a good story. That's a really good sign. And it kicks off with Thrawn being on, uh, he's in the middle of a mission, basically. And then he gets summoned to go and speak to the Emperor, he gets has to go back, see the Emperor, Vader's with the Emperor, and, and Palps is like, look, I need you two together to go and investigate. It's a bit, it is a little bit um, sort of uh, expected Star Wars in terms of how the dialogue's written. So the first words out of Palpatine's mouth is, I have sensed a disturbance in the Force. So you could lift that from, you know, a dozen different stuff. But anyway, he basically says, look, over at Batu." In the, in the unknown regions, there's some shit going down. I need you two together to t tag team up and go and deal with that. And then there's a little bit of bants with the with the crew of the Star Destroyer they're on and things go a little bit awry. But then there's a little bit of... Um, there's a little bit of a power struggle, a little bit of a I'm better than you, no, I'm calling the shots sort of thing between Vader and Thrawn, which is really cool. Thrawn starts to sort of get ahead of himself a little bit in front of Vader. He's like, you go, crewman, you do this, you go and do that, you know, let me know. And then Vader's like, no, 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 no. It's like the Emperor's, you know, tasked us with doing this. So we will go and deal with it and then we will return to Coruscant, you know, and I'll fill the Emperor in sort of thing. And then it cuts to Anakin. Um, he's, uh, he's off investigating something. He's trying to find out where Padme's gone. So he's like, these are the coordinates that, you know, Padme said she was going here. I think it's Batu actually. And uh, so you can tell that shit's going to go down. But right off the bat, dude, these first few pages in this exile, it actually looks really cool. So I think I might pick this up as a digital thing. So you've got, have you got the Marvel Unlimited mm -hmm. app? I think you said you have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually up for this, dude. I think this looks really cool. What about you? Yeah, well, I like this book. I think this is a really good book. Um, so I think any anytime you can make something like that accessible to more readers and uh, easier to digest for younger people and 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 um, quicker to get through as well, like the core elements of the story, I think it's always a good thing. 
Um, so I'm a massive fan of this. Yeah, I like it. And this is one of my favourite books because it is the one where you realise Thrawn knows that Anakin's Vader. Um, mm. And you know that Vader knows that Thrawn knows as well. Um, and it's, yeah, so th these books are always structured with something in the past and something in the present. Um, and, and, and this is the one where they go and rescue Padme from Batu. Um, he and Thrawn, they meet each other, which is quite good. Because what it then ties into, I think, the last book in the other trilogy, or certainly one of the books, where the past in this book, the alliances or whichever one this one is, the, the past in this book, in the Clone Wars, is the present in that book. And it's sort of, so it's sort of, it's like a snake mm. eating its own tail sort of thing. It all, they all catch up with each other. So it's, they are really well done books. Um, so I, th I think this is going to be really good, man. I think it's going to be really good because they are, they are excellent books, excellent books, especially the, um, when you, when you sort of look at the Anakin and, you know, the, the, the combination of him and Anakin are like devastating. Do you know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you realise what could have been sort of thing if, if you know, if mm -hmm. Vader and Thrawn get together, like, you know, game over for everyone else sort of thing. Yes, yeah, it's a good shout. And they are good books, and the, 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 I think that a big draw for this for a lot of people, especially fans who have read the books already, will be that Timothy Zahn is on this as a co-writer with uh, Jodie Howes. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, but anyway, that'll be a, that'll be a good thing. Because the last thing you want is just to hand the book off to someone who, you know, probably does know the, the material very well and stuff. But you don't get those little nuances in the dialogue and the interaction sometimes when you've got another writer yeah. who just sort of knows the book, you know, and is just retelling the story for the sake of it. So, and I think it needs that as yeah, well. So to I, th I think it sort of needs mm. that, though. I think it needs, as you say, I think it needs the... Um, if you've got to take a long bit of exposition or throw on dialogue and distill it down into a panel and into a, into four speech bubbles, you know, you, I think you need Zahn there to be like, actually, this is how he'd say it. If he couldn't say it the way that I'd originally said he'd said it, <laughs> you know, this is, this is the other way you'd do it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's one of the challenges with Thrawn is you've got to, to me, like I said before, there are sort of two versions of him. There's like the non-fleshed out heir to the empire, clearly a great character, but the Thrawn in canon is, is way, it's almost like his reputation in Heir to the Empire and beyond, everything through to like Survivor's Quest, everything, everything. There was no real deep proof of his his, his reputation. It was just his reputation. And it was like, you better believe it. That is just that good. The new mm. canon, they're sort of proving why. They're like really giving him a lot of breathing space, like six books, all the comics he's been in, all of Rebels, Ahsoka, way more than he was in Legends. Um... And the six books are basically about him being this, this master strategist. Um, yeah. So that it, I think yeah. it needs that because there's almost these two versions of him. There's the sort of soft, like the rebels version gets beaten by fucking Ezra. Whereas there's the other version that can realistic probably could have took down the emperor, you know? So you need that, you need that nuance and balance, I think from Zan in, in everything that, and if, everything that Thrawn is in, I think Zan should be looking at. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And it's a bit of a challenge as well, because Thrawn's not a a physical character like Anakin or Vader. He's very, very 
vocal mm. so there's loads of dialogue so to distill that down into as you said a panel or a few panels that's a bit of a challenge so yeah good stuff so that's out on the 24th of january so pick that up if you're a thrawn fan i think it's going to be a cool run that one uh okay lastly let's finish up with some some star wars fashion we always <laughs> love these do don't we so i so said this is a new range that have been launched by the company Roosevelt's and they've done some Star Wars stuff for a few years now. They normally they normally specialize in the short-sleeved shirt department with Star Wars uh, and the odd um hoodie, but now they've got a whole range of new caps and um hoodies for 2024. I don't know if this is the only thing they're doing this year, but certainly um this is a new a new range of stuff. So dude, um there's four new caps you've got um various different styles you've got an rtd2 and then you've got some rebel alliance symbols with tatooine and and stuff like that and there's the the old classic star wars logo the black and yellow cap which looks kind of cool and then they've got a series of hoodies a little bit garish some of these a little bit um i mean don't get wrong the design's very cool they've got one that's a soakers mm. um uh uh facial um uh design and stuff like that they've got one which is boba fett's first ever appearance as the animated style in the the holiday special and the death star uh pattern and and all that stuff so uh, we'll stick a link in the show notes for these if you want to take a look if any of this uh, floats your boat but dude any of these um going down on the list of stuff that you want uh no <laughs> uh, <laughs> no straight away no, no not one of them the the no. results stuff's quite nice um we saw them at Celebration, didn't we? I had a look around there. Did you get some socks from there? Is that what you got some socks? You get your socks yeah. from there. They're, they're a mm-hmm. little, for me, they're just a little busy. I'm a plain guy. I like plain stuff. I don't like big logo stuff. Um, and if it's got to have a logo and I want it to be plain, you know, I'm that guy. I just prefer clean lines and stuff. Um, so, no, these aren't for me. These are a bit bit much for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. it's they're they're very very stylized aren't they yeah there's there's not there's not one piece especially the hoodies and their shirts the short sleeve shirts there's not one of them that's just a solid color no with a logo you know with chess logo or anything like that they're all really like some of them are garish some of them are a little bit more subtle but it's just patterns everywhere like repeating patterns and stuff like that so if that's your bag if that's your cup of tea then you'll be in heaven with these things so yeah check out the link and and go and do it but um yeah for us dude i think it's a a pass i was tempted a little bit by one of the caps but i don't know still a bit weird i don't know see how you feel probably not how do you feel in yourself you might wake up one morning and be like do you know what effort not been well but i'm all right in myself what's that mean <laughs> yeah. is he all right in his self she in- what's that yeah what does that, what does that mean? mean? No. How is she in herself? She, well, she's she's rough, right. but she's all right in herself. Yeah. Feels like a Tuesday. Well, what does Tuesday feel like? Don't know. Don't be touch <laughs> I don't know. That feels like Thursday to me. Welcome to the eighties, everyone. Yeah. When shit was wild. I love those things like that. <laughs> like old people saying. I see them in the Facebook yeah. groups all the time. Like memories of growing up in like Barnsley or whatever, right? There's some right shite in there. It's like, here's a picture of a pit, right? 
when all the comments are like, ah, the good old days, the good old days, the good old days, the good old days. And I'm like, that sounds shit. <laughs> like, it was cold. You couldn't watch anything on TV. The job prospects were go down a pit, get bad knees, not be able to walk when you're 50. Fucking hell, it sounds mint. <laughs> <laughs> and all you get is like 65, 70-year-olds going, oh, they were the days, not like they are now. Or like, Do you not think that might just be because you were younger and you just liked being younger? Like, do you think it was that is, it might be that part that was good and the rest of it, actually, if you were to transplant yourself now and just, you're as old as you are now, but you put yourself back there, it would be way harder. Mm -hmm. Way harder. Can bring, oh, dude, definitely. And you can bring this around to Star Wars as well. So when you have fans who are in their 50s and 60s, 40s, well, not there yet, but, you know, and they look back at the original trilogy, they're like, that was Star Wars. That was, that's the only Star Wars that exists. Yeah. That's proper Star Wars. All the stuff you've got now, it's not like the good old days where we went to the cinema to watch Empire Strike. That was proper Star Wars. So maybe that's just your kind of nostalgic view of being young and going to the cinema and loving. You yeah, know, of course it is. Newer Star Wars. Some of it's pretty freaking mint. Well, my, my first, like, I got way more into Star Wars during the prequels. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, why? and I loved, I used to love Star Wars, but not to the level that I do now. And it was because of the connectivity, as we know. And it's, you know, here's the story of the thing before. And I was like, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. Um, you don't really see, you because you didn't see sci-fi franchises doing that. It was pre-X-Men, pre-Spider-Man. You know, it was a year after Blade. So we were only just getting into, obviously we'd have Batman, Superman and all that. But there was none of that like prequel stuff. There was no, here's how this connects to this. So like it was a big deal. So for a lot of people, that was their first experience of going to a cinema. And that, that's what, I think back to what we said earlier, Ahmed Best and, and, and Hayden Christensen getting all the love they're getting now. It's because now the people that went to the cinema to see the prequels are the people going, they're the good old days, aren't they? That's it, mate. That's exactly it. Yeah. It comes around, doesn't it? I mean, life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. Yeah. Never a true word spoken. Yeah. Uh, Why do you want to work here? <laughs> worryingly, that's going to happen with the sequels, mate. 10, 15 years time, there's going to be people be like, they, that was that, that was proper Star Wars. Oh, then it will be the guys <laughs> on virtual reality Facebook with his fucking Apple Vision Pro 5 <laughs> commenting. <laughs> Doomcock. He's not going to be Doomcock. He's going to be like doomed cock because he's that old. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What's he going to do when Kathleen Kennedy retires? What's he going to do? His YouTube channel is going to go. Going to dry up, isn't it? Unless they employ dry somebody cock. that's like, you know. What what other fool guy can we employ? Jacqueline Jennedy ja gets the job. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just start making people up. He will do, yeah. That interim period where Calf's like, you know what, sod this. I'll put up with it for years, I'm done now. Not having this crap. Yeah. So in that interim period, you know, you get someone else in just to sort of manage the, the coffee and the paperwork for a bit. He'll make someone's, yeah, it'll be like, yeah, oh, so... Yeah, Gerald Hoffminer has like completely <laughs> screwed up the next the next uh, era of Star Wars. Mate, we don't know anything about it yet, so just chill. Yeah. Well, you also know, because what he's like and what those people are like, you know that, say Kathleen Kennedy leaves, right, this year. 
the next 10 years of stuff from that channel is going to be Kathleen Kennedy still dooming Star Wars <laughs> even five years after retirement. And you're like, what? Come on, mate. And it'll be... And it'll be something about like the decision to put the wrong colour chair in a boardroom, which Dave Filoni sat on and he got uncomfortable and that's why a bad decision was made and it's all Kath's fault because she fucking decorated the boardroom. She ordered the chairs. Her fault. And then you'll have Star Wars theory doing the voices. I'll tell you, unsubscribe from that channel. Just couldn't do it, mate. He got a bit of battering, didn't he, recently? He was getting, I can't remember what for, but he was getting a bit of a battering online. Just couldn't do it, mate, anymore. I used to find his videos really cool and I still think he's a yeah, cool guy, he but... He's a cool guy, but he's got above his station, hasn't he? Yeah, it just feels like he'll do a... They all get a, cocky. <laughs> he'll do a range of videos for like four or five weeks. And then he always does this sort of like kitchen floor reset where he sort of cried <laughs> his eyes out overnight. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm resetting the channel. I'm refocusing. I'm doing all this. I've had this person say this. Like, mate, just make your Star Wars content. Who gives a shit? If someone's called you out or someone's given you some stick... Like if someone replied to us and said, you got you, you two are shit at the Star Wars podcast, we'll be like, all right, cool. Cheers for that. Yeah. Tune in next week where we'll do it again. You know, it's all good. People are wild, man. People are wild. Like, and especially like we talked about the basement dwellers because they're so prevalent. Um, you saw, like, I can't imagine what it must be like, actually, because so I got one on the golf podcast the other day, right? So in the in this golf podcast, I'm like the central voice. I'm the host. I'm like the balance to you. I literally, I have opinions, but my job is to let the other guys fucking rant. So I'm like the central guy. You know, I'm like a centrist, middle-of-the-road politician. I see both sides, very pragmatic. Some guy's like, oh, he's a woke socialist. <laughs> and then woke sociopath. And I'm like... Mate. What? And then it's, but then they always come at you. They're like, oh, got to be gay. Like, <laughs> right. First of all, I'll accept that as a bit of a compliment because you're only saying that because I look really nice on camera. And then the second <laughs> thing, like, is it as if that's like an insult? Like, where you, what is this? Like, is this 1981? Do you know what I mean? It's so, so funny. <laughs> so then you can imagine, so imagine that like amplified via Star Wars where yeah. you have an opinion on something. So then all you've got is to unite people by saying Kathleen Kennedy's shit. So I can sort of understand how they end up there. Mm -hmm. But what a game. It is a, it's a funny old game. Yeah. Hopefully, listener, yeah. you've stuck around to hear, <laughs> to, hear us, <laughs> digress. To, to digress about this stuff. But on that note, let's wrap it there, dude, for episode 205. 205. That's free. Thank you very much, Star Wars listener, for Thank you very much. For putting up with us. What was that? Thank you very much. That's like Roland Rat. Hey. Thank you very much, Rat Catchers. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Trevor? Trevor? Thank you very much for listening to another episode <laughs> of Spark of Rebellion. And based on what we've just said, if you're still here at this point in the episode, then thank you very much uh, for, your, Unlucky. for your continued I know Kevin's going to be here. Like, we love you, Kev. Thank you, mate. Like, Kevin is the only one that has made it this far. Oh, Kev. What a diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kev. We love you, man. Yeah. Cheers, Kev. And uh, make sure you are following and subscribing on your uh, preferred app, 
I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you're a Spotify person, crack on. If you're an Apple Podcast person, whatever you like, whatever what you, want. you listen on, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button because we put a new episode out every single Saturday, keeping you up to date with all the Star Wars stuff. And if you do like us, if you want to throw us some beer money or support us in any way, you can do that over at sparkofrebellion forward slash sparkofrebellion.com the internet isn't it forward slash support and you can jump on and uh, lob some beer money our way with a tip or if you want to subscribe and do that monthly we throw all that money back into the show to make sure all the content's good and production's all good uh, we stick it all back in there so if you want to be like kev go and do that forward slash support and uh, we're on the socials too you can find links to those over at sparkrevelling.com we chat star wars throughout the week so come and get involved over there and on that not really a bombshell but all that info uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Uh, Mark's been good, dude. Adios. Bang on that. See you later, basement dwellers. Yeah, basement. Big geeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought you were going to say a different word then. Uh, hang on. Don't Mm-mm. stoop. Don't stoop. Not the 90s. Not a stooper. Yeah. Okay. And for until episode 206, take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always.